Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Wanted to welcome you back to another episode of our Loyalty360 Leaders in Customer Loyalty Space. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jessica Correa, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Urban Air. It's a nationwide adventure park uh, brand with over 150 locations headquartered in uh, Texas and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Great. How are you, Jessica? I'm doing great considering the crazy times we're in. Uh, definitely unique times for sure, but uh, looking forward to learning more a little about Urban Air and kind of how you can jump around, I guess. Um, okay. So could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do at Urban Air? Uh, and maybe even like a fun fact, we always like to get something fun, yeah. personal about you, passion for running or jumping out of planes, whatever it may be. It's always <laughs> kind of a personal piece as well. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Jessica Correa. I am the CMO at Urban Air. So I run all of the marketing initiatives, innovation and supply chain all kind of fall within my world at Urban Air. Um, I have kind of hopped around a bit in my career from large publicly traded companies. I worked at Royal Caribbean Cruise Line for 14 years in their marketing department. Um, I also uh, ran marketing for Planet Fitness and helped them um, go public and was there a few years after before I came here. So, and a fun fact about me is I love and am very passionate about basketball, as is my entire family. We are avid diehard Miami Heat fans. Okay. So yes, big Miami Heat fans. So um, I don't play, but I do watch it a lot, as does everybody in the family. How did you get to be uh, Miami Heat fans? Well, we are, we actually are from Miami, the whole family. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah we, yeah. we moved, we were in uh, just outside of the Boston area for uh, about 10 years. And then I took the position with Urban Air in Texas. Okay. And, and for those who don't know where the Miami Heat uh, Stadium is, where you worked and with the cruise line, you can't miss it, right? Because it's right exactly. there. Exactly. I could uh, walk all, right there. The, they, they all dock. A couple of them are members of Loyalty 360 have been there and originated cruises down there. So, I mean, the Heat Stadium is literally right, <clears throat> right in that whole area. It is. It's so beautiful. That, right on the water. They explain some of that's good. Um, now, great. So could you give us a short history about Urban Air, kind of what you do guys and, what you, and how you do it? Sure, absolutely. Um, Urban Air is a founder-led company started by a family, the Brown Browning family. Michael Browning is the CEO at this moment and was the founder of the company. Um, and it started with just an idea and some drawings on a napkin to create a great adventure park um, for kids, a place for them to celebrate joys that they're experiencing, ex ex escape any issues that they may be experiencing in everyday life, and really be able to connect with, with other kids and with their parents. And it has grown immensely through a combination of both innovation, um, whether it be on the attraction side, as far as having some attractions there that are very unique to urban air, as well as how we operate by offering um, membership programs, et cetera. So the company quickly grew and franchised. And we have over, as you mentioned at the beginning, over 150 open locations right now. Um, and we're, we're growing every day. Okay, great. How has, uh, kind of a sidebar question, how has the pandemic kind of affected, uh, affected what you guys are doing with kind of some states can be open, some states can be closed, you know, how have you navigated that? Uh, well, 
challenge? It's actually, as you can imagine, we are a high touch facility, but when all of the parks closed, um, I think it actually may be today that we closed all of our parks um, last year. So it's the year anniversary. At that point, the company really went into hyper-focus mode on how to support the franchisees, how to pull out of the pandemic, um, what safety measures we had to put in place. And then when parks started opening, and we did start opening parks um, at the end of May in some states, uh, we had a very strict set of policies that every park, regardless of where they were opening, had to follow. And we built those policies by talking to the consumer. We worked with um, a focus group. We have a mommy panel. We work with our mommy panel on really what would help her feel safe in addition to what all of the governmental CDC regulations were. So when our parks opened, we had a strict set of rules that every single park had to focus on um, as far as cleanliness, mask wearing, social distancing. One of the most interesting things that we found out through our investigation was that actually our attractions, most of them, if used properly, allow for natural social distancing. I mean, there's six feet between people on the warrior course or on the rock climbing wall. So that was, it made it a little bit easier to open, but we instituted temperature checks, mask wearing by all staff within the park. We have a regular dedicated uh, cleaning staff member who just goes around and cleans and wipes high touch surfaces. Um, One of the most important things we did though was institute a digital um, online booking system where people could go online before they got there, schedule the time they wanted to come, make that complete purchase online on their smartphone, on the computer or whatever, so that it was truly a touchless entry when they came in. So it helped make a lot of people feel safe. And we've kept most of those things in place even now as states are starting to relax. Okay, great. Uh, I think Urban Air uh, was the first location-based entertainment franchise to roll out a recurring membership program. And I think you have it throughout your 150 parks nationwide. Can you tell us a bit more about Endless Play, the membership program, how it works, and uh, what you've seen in the program? Sure. Um, What's great about this program is that people can come for less than the price of a full price ticket. So monthly, you can come as many times as you want. So it's, you know, half the price of a regular ticket. And you not only get to come as many times as you want or as frequently as you want, but you also get extra member benefits for signing up for the membership program. And what it does is it really helps to engender loyalty of our most um, valuable customer base, the people who really like to visit the most. Um, And it helps us from a business standpoint, helps us kind of manage that traffic traffic flow through the parks. So it's been a great way. And and honestly, those members, you know, thank you to any members who are listening, because those members are really a lot of the reason that we came through COVID as well as we did, Um, because they did stay loyal to us. They were excited when their um, memberships, we paused their memberships during the period we were closed. But then, you know, a lot of them came right back to us. They were eager to get back to it. Okay, excellent. Uh, Just out of curiosity, how can you uh, offer someone kind of a a less expensive membership program for unlimited monthly visits when uh, it it doesn't even cost as much as a single ticket does? How do you guys do that? Well, it's a monthly recurring bill. So it's a single ticket every month. 
um, or have. So that that's actually how we do it. And in, in most cases, we do see that those people, you know, the more the more times they come, the more valuable their membership is. So we want to keep um, bringing them in and they the more loyalty or the more loyal they are to the brand, the more they tell their friends about the brand, the more they want to share things on social media. So it actually is a win-win situation for us, for us as a business, but also for them because they get to come in for a low price. Okay. Uh, I think you guys have been uh, a very unique pioneer in the digital loyalty and membership. So some things that uh, we've read about what you guys are doing are very unique. You know, there's a big push right now uh, at Loyalty 360 from our membership, the, the hundreds of brands that we have to move more into digital. So mm-hmm. how have you guys uh, kind of pushed that focus on digital? You talked about the digital uh, check-in opportunities you have uh, as you kind of added uh, and enhanced the program. Right. I mean, for us, digital has always been a really important part of who we are. Not, it's interesting because the goal of our parks is to get kids off of screens, but we enable that process through digital. So the the business is more digital. So it's interesting for us uh, because we naturally you know, lend ourselves to that because parents who have kids that are our target age tend to be millennials who are more digitally savvy as it is. And COVID just really accelerated that process. Um, People have become more comfortable with checking in online, using QR codes, pre-purchasing things and and touchless interactions. So that has really helped us um, really propel things forward. I mean, COVID in that one single way was a bit of a blessing in that it helped us accelerate our online booking processes. And now, you know, through the systems that that we've developed uh, for the park, we're able to, you can buy your food through your app, you can buy your ticket through your app, um, or through your, your digital platform. So it really helps streamline the experience and makes things easier for the customer. Okay. Uh, I think we touched on this a little bit. Uh, your facility is very high touch, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You talked about kind of managing uh, the reopening. It kind of may you were able to start opening some of the stores. You talked about uh, some of the, you know, kind of the cleanliness issues. And we've heard from a lot of members that that, that, that smell, that cleanliness smell now, which in the past may have been something, ah, we don't want that smell. Now when <laughs> you go out and smell some sort of disinfectant or cleaning supplier, like, oh, this is good. It's reassuring, right? It's kind of a, kind of a calming effect. Yes. And what other pandemic issues have you, have, have you had to deal with? Uh, and how are you managing that? The, the kind of training perspective, getting people to, you know, to stay distance, socialize, say, wash their hands internally. How have you guys managed that process? Because you are such a, you know, high touch uh, kind of opportunity. Right. Um, as mentioned, one of the main things we did was when we first reopened after COVID, every single park had a very strict protocol that they had to follow within their park. And it was a system wide uh, policy. So all staff members wear masks. All people that were coming in were asked to wear a mask. We also had temperature checking that was required before you were allowed entry into the park. Um, one of the, the most interesting things I think we did, though, um, because we are a high touch area, is that we had the dedicated cleaning personnel who, who would be going around and wiping surfaces. But once every hour, you know, with kids, we wanted to encourage them to put the sanitizer on their hands and and make sure that they were as clean as possible. So once every hour, we would play the Cupid Shuffle, which I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a, it's a fun dance. Okay. When the Cupid Shuffle comes on, that is the cue. 
everybody stops what they're doing. They sanitize their hands and they do the Cupid shuffle. So that was a way that we could just make sure if the parents weren't making sure that the kids were regularly sanitizing their hands, that we could do it in a fun and engaging way. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, emotional loyalty, uh, very important to uh, brands these days. Uh, we just released a paper on it from our brand membership. You know, what does emotional loyalty mean to you, uh, to your industry, uh, and how do you measure that? It's a great question. Um, lucky for me, Urban Air is an easy brand to, to uh talk about emotional loyalty with or about because so many people have that and our product itself is the beginning of really what engenders that emotional loyalty. Um, our attractions themselves are spectacular and that's what brings the kids back, you know, just the fun of experiencing those things. But what our research has told us is that the emotional piece of that is what, uh, what really creates that loyalty with mom, who is the purchaser of the experience. For her, that's actually why we launched our new marketing campaign. All of our research told us that what mom connected to at Urban Air wasn't the attractions themselves, but the benefits that those attractions brought out for her children. So they helped create resilience. They helped their children, you know, their children a mom's child build his confidence. Um, they got to socialize with other kids. And what our park does is create almost a venue for kids to grow into the kids that mom and dad want them to grow into. So that in itself generates a huge amount of loyalty. It actually, urban air is a bigger, bigger play than just play. There's more to it than that. Okay. Um, a lot of times we talk with marketers uh, and sometimes having that emotional connection that, you know, that highly engaged fan can be uh, a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing because uh, the expectation of the customers can be more lofty and sometimes more difficult to achieve. What about for you? Is emotional loyalty something good, bad, somewhere in between? How do you look at it? Um, well, as, as you could imagine, with anything that concerns one's children, there is a high emphasis on doing it right. Um, so for us, that emotionally, emotional loyalty, when we do it right, which is mostly, it really delivers. Parents have a great experience. Kids have a great experience. They help, it helps them grow, um, which is great. If on the rare chances we do do something wrong, uh, it, it definitely, the parent uh, lets us know. And I think what we teach our franchisees is, you know what, sometimes mistakes may happen. However, it's how you follow up on that mistake, how you get back to that customer and how you fix it that actually engenders more loyalty long term. So we work with all of our franchisees to make sure that they know how to respond to any issues that do come up. Okay, great. Can you talk a little bit more about, about the program? How did you guys develop that? Did you develop in-house? Did you develop with an agency? How do you guys run the program? And maybe what are your expectations of the program going forward? I'm not with the program, meaning what loyalty? Yeah. They're in this play membership program. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Bouncing back to that. Um, no, the membership program was actually something uh, that started before I, I actually was at Urban Air, but I think it came just from 
the frequency that we were seeing guests come in, people who were passionate about our program um, were coming more frequently. And we wanted to make sure that we could recognize them and celebrate our most loyal guests. I think as we continue to move forward with the program, um, we always are looking at how to create a better experience for our members. And a lot of how we do that is in measurement and tracking on performance. So we regularly, as anybody comes into our parks, whether they are a first time customer or whether they're a member, they are immediately surveyed after they leave within 24 hours. We track all of those surveys to make sure that we're performing on expectations that consumers may have for us. And then twice a year, we do a deeper dive into that where we really identify if if we are driving satisfaction or a high degree of satisfaction in food and beverage, why are we driving it? What are the things that make it successful? So we do a little bit more deep diving twice a year, just so that we can constantly improve our delivery to our customer. Okay. Uh, customers are obviously changing uh, quite rapidly. They were changing before COVID and COVID has had an impact on that, as you know, as well. You know, how did you see your customers changing maybe before COVID or even after COVID? Uh, and maybe for the industry as a whole? Oh, that's a, another great question. Um, luckily, again, our product naturally delivers on a lot of the changes that were happening. A big change that we noticed, obviously, and I think most parents noticed, is kids' preoccupation now with being on digital devices, whether they're video games, phones, or whatever. And parents have an increasing concern about kids' time on social media or devices. Um, and again, if they come to Urban Air, we give them an opportunity to get off of that device and experience real life. Um, so we can deliver on that concern for parents. The second concern that parents tend to have is that their children are less active, maybe as a result of, of devices. But even in school programs now, there are fewer and fewer PE programs in schools. Kids are actively moving less than ever. Um, which is leading to childhood obesity. So our um, program, and we just want to highlight that messaging that we, we deliver on an active environment where kids run and jump and climb and swing and play um, in real life, not just on a screen. And I think as well, especially timely now with COVID is kids have been isolated um, in many cases, even if they're in school, they're somewhat isolated because of social distancing in many cases. So at Urban Air, we give kids an opportunity to get out, to connect with other kids, to talk to other kids, and just to socialize again. I think you're, you're seeing more and more parents and kids start to get that COVID fatigue and want to go out and do things um, in a safe way, but want to go out and do things that were, were like they were doing before. Okay. And when you look at uh, your customer experience, customer loyalty efforts, you know, how do you measure the efficacy, the success of, of those efforts? Are there KPIs that you look at that you measure uh, regularly? Um, we do. I, I mentioned that we do do regular surveys every time a guest comes into the park, whether a member or a first time guest or anybody in between. They will, within 24 hours, get a survey that asks them a series of just key questions as to their satisfaction with the experience if they'd return, et cetera. 
Um, we track those literally every single week. We have a dashboard that that feeds into. So we track performance on an ongoing level so that we can make quick changes if we need to. But then two times a year, we do a deeper dive into that um, where we try to understand some of the more softer sides of the answers to those questions. Um, we do uh, some more focus group type of research to really dig a little deeper. And we also have a mommy panel who we work with, who are familiar with our brand. They know our brand, um, they're users of our brand, and they help advise us as to what's current, what's working, what isn't working. Okay, great. What do you think the next big thing for customer experience, customer loyalty, maybe uh, for you, your organization, your industry, what do you see as kind of the next big thing? Um, I do see that everybody is shifting more and more to, to digital. I think uh, that is where people's comfort zone is getting more and uh, people are just becoming more comfortable with digital in general. I think for us, we want to continue to blow out that membership program and make sure that our most valuable guests are rec recognized, incentivized to talk about, about us and spread the word and, and be those advocates for us. And I think now, because of the connection to digital, we're moving into a world where we can truly focus on customer lifetime value and on segmentation and managing that customer all the way through the customer experience and journey. Absolutely. Uh, from a competitive perspective, I would think your competitive uh, grouping is kind of big. It could be, as you mentioned, kind of gaming devices. It could be sports or athletics. It could be other theme parks. What do you view as your competitive set and how are you different uh, from them from a kind of a customer experience, customer loyalty perspective? Um, we actually, we, you, you hit the nail on the head. We have, we consider basically any other place kids spend their time as a competitor. So it even, you have your basic ones with which are other um, family entertainment companies, which is obvious, but you also have parks and swim lessons and sports and just being outside, you know, when it's nice outside, all of those things take eyes off of us and put kids in other places. So we do have a wide variety of competitors. What's valuable, I think, about Urban Air is that, first of all, it is 20, not 24 hours a day, but you can go every day of the year despite weather. So, you know, it is something that is always around and isn't necessarily weather dependent. The variety of attractions that we have within our parks is second to none as far as indoor adventure parks. So kids can get a, a true experience of everything from, you know, go-karts to, you know, the warrior course to the sky rider. Um, they can get a full invigorating experience within the parks. Mm -hmm. And it's complemented with a good um, food and beverage program that actually offers uh, really high quality kid-friendly food. Um, so it's really a one-stop shop. But I think the biggest differentiator is, is, as I mentioned, what it brings to the kids. Um, it isn't just about the play. It's about them challenging themselves to do new things. It's about them making new friends. It's about them building that confidence. And that's what really differentiates us from things like a video game or something else. This is where it, they really can become the best version of themselves. Okay, great. Uh, and the last question we have, what, what can Loyalty360 do for you to help you with your customer loyalty journey? 
Um, I think in general, just all of the insights that that I hear from things like this, from uh, interviews that you guys post online and a lot of your content, I think the most, the best way that we can get better and in any industry is to learn from other industries. Oftentimes people are very myopic about the what they look at and their direct competitors. But I think I found that when using um, any of the loyalty 360 assets or platforms, I've learned the most from people in completely different industries who may have a new and interesting way to look at a problem that I'm trying to solve. So I think ultimately just continuing develop, to develop content like this and creating opportunities for um, you know, marketing professionals or loyalty professionals to create or to connect and learn from each other is, is a great benefit. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for that feedback. It's always good. And it was great to learn more about Urban Air. Uh, Jessica, it was very interesting to hear what you guys are doing, how you're evolving, and uh, look forward to hearing more from you in, in 2021. Great. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for everyone listening and uh, check back soon for another edition.